welcome to episode 82 of the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. My name is Ian. <laughs> I don't know. That's how you sound really enthused there, Ian. I, hey, that was enthusiastic. That was like that's why I, I, I was being serious. Oh, wow. that you sounded See, you threw me off there being serious. Oh, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um As always, any questions or comments, you can email them to contact at Life in General Podcast on Twitter. We are at L I G Pod. Check us out on Facebook. We're on Podbean, iTunes, Google. Uh, I think it's called Google Podcast now. They changed it, but I think it's, that's what it is. But uh, we're on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, a bunch of other places. Go check us out. Oh, we're also on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Have you watched any of the videos on YouTube? A couple. I'm subscribed, so. I mean, there's no vid. There's really I, no video you know, to know, it. It's yeah. just our. It's just our I, logo. I just I tend to listen to the show on my car, so. Yeah, I, I know. You know. But I, I I do know you know reading from the some of the Facebook groups and stuff that I'm part of online that a lot of people don't like using YouTube because they said there's really no purpose to it or they really don't get anything from it. Right. I mean, it's, it doesn't really. It, I'm not really doing anything. Right. It, it actually posts so the the through Podbean, which is who we use uh, to host the show, it automatically uploads to YouTube. Oh, does so it? So I'm not really doing anything. Yeah. All I had to do was go on YouTube and create a verified account. Yeah. Because if you don't have a verified account, you can't post vi- uh, videos longer than like 10 minutes on there or something like that. Huh. So, so well, to, And like you said, if you're not doing anything, it just gives people yeah. another avenue to <clears throat> listen to the show. I mean, and we, do, we do have a couple episodes that have gotten, I mean, obviously they're not more than like 50 or 60 plays, but we've got a couple yeah. that have gotten some, some plays on there, but it's like, yeah. whatever. Whatever it takes. If that's the way you find the show, so be it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So. But it's another... It's another venue or, or, or avenue to, to reach people. So Indeed. Indeed. Might as well use it. Um, yep. So episode 82. So this is our, our big vinyl episode for August. It is. So for much of the year, we've spent the first episode of every month doing a music show. And I think all of them have been vinyl shows, I think. Well, it's because that's where we're at musically, personally, yeah, individually. That's is that's, vi- it's it's how we we you listen to vinyl vinyl's so old <laughs> it is but you know what it's a, it's a tried and true yeah I know it is actually I just had an argument with somebody who worked not too long ago some I don't know millennial I guess I don't, don't want to be one of those guys that say that but mm. it was it was some just younger he, he, she's in her like I don't know early twenties yeah. I go back and, and, and forth I I was. If it's a millennial pissing me off, it's millennials that day. If it's a baby boomer pissing me off, it's a baby boomer. It's baby boomers that day. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever it takes at that point. Whatever I can kick around. Sure, why not? But uh, so yeah, she <laughs> she uh, kept going on about. Oh, well, I don't know, and I wasn't even like part of the conversation at first. Uh-huh. I don't even know how vinyl or music came up, and I was like, "What are you talking about? Vinyl's awesome." Uh-huh. She's like, "Well, you know, I, I I don't know why people would spend their money on that when you can just." buy a streaming service and i'm like no 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 you don't understand you don't understand the 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 complexities of music obviously right. well um, it's, and, it's and an experience as we've said on the show it is it's more we, than just the music i mean yeah. obviously the music itself like we've said on many of these episodes mm-hmm. there is a audible difference between listening to something on vinyl and then listening to a compressed mp3 right obviously yeah it's without a doubt um but the the it's more than just the music it, it's like you said. It's an ex, it's the experience of the whole right. thing. It's it's the tactile experience. It's the the um, the art the art artwork of the of the you know the sleeve. The effort it takes to slide the record out of the out of the sleeve, put it on the turntable to get the needles you know 
It's, the, it's just every it's part of it. All is. the way down to the smell of new vinyl. Oh, yeah. Or, and old vinyl. Old vinyl has yeah, a, has a smell, too, that, that you can't beat. Yeah. So it's like an old book. Old books have a smell, yes, too. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this, this episode we're going to be talking about uh, some upcoming August releases, mm-hmm. which I was really surprised that there wasn't a whole lot. We're still in that summertime. Maybe, at least maybe that's what it is. In the last episode too. We're going to talk about some uh, some things we found on vinyl in the in the month of July. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about um, if vinyl can ever regain a sizable share of the music marketplace, and we're also going to talk on touch a little bit on the environmental impact of vinyl, which is a new topic to Ian. But guess what? Ian doesn't even know it's anyway, right. so it doesn't really matter. I'm just here for the fun. <laughs> I'm here for the show, man. Uh, yeah, it, it always seems like it, for these vinyl episodes, it always seems like there's one topic I kind of sprung on Ian. Sure. I think last last month it was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. Yeah. yeah. So I like I like I like surprises. Uh, so as as far as like upcoming releases, so there's 587 releases coming out the month of August, which I guess I should go back and look. I, it it doesn't. There was, I think it was like 400 something in July. Oh, was there? I think so. I just, I just listened to that episode last. With, Within the last week. Okay, okay. So more than, than July. I but, think so, yeah. Uh, so there's one, two, three. So there's five release dates in August. Okay. Well, this makes sense because it's five Fridays. Right. So the first Friday, which is August 2nd. I, should say, I shouldn't say Friday. These are releases for the week. Most get released on Fridays. Fridays yeah. Some are on other parts of the week, but I'll kind of lump them all together. Remember back in the day when it was Tuesdays? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't know why it's Fridays. Do you know? I really don't. I, I know they changed it within the last, say, 10 to 15 years, but yeah. I don't really know why. Maybe people are more apt to buy things on Friday because they have paid, maybe. Perhaps, but they still keep technically like Blu-ray and DVD releases for Tuesdays. Tuesday. So. Mo- yeah, movie releases. Have always been Tuesdays yeah. as well. So uh, like- and they, I mean, even digitally they are. Oh, are they? Yeah, because I know um, Endgame comes out on the 30th, which is... Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's it's it's. I know it's the thirtieth. I think okay. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday. But anyway, well, uh, I don't know how you can have five Fridays in a month if it's if it's a Tuesday. I'm just. I'm oh, just, you're right. Duh. So what is that? The um. Well, August thirtieth is a Friday. Is it? Yeah. I'm. I'm. We got a calendar right here. It's 2019. Uh. Hey, Ian. Yeah. July 30th is a Tuesday, so I don't know what you're talking about. Are you looking at... at oh, you're uh, talking about... I thought you were talking August. No, 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 no. Oh. End, no, Endgame comes out July 30th. Oh, my mistake. I, I thought you were talking about August. Yes. So if you're listening to this episode, it came out last week. Yes. 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 <laughs> Ian seemed really lost there for a second. So anyway... Uh, well, I mean, it's just me. So <laughs> August. Lost. Yeah. So August 2nd, the week of August 2nd, there's 171 releases coming out. Uh, there's really nothing that I saw that really kind of sparked my imagination. Uh, the best thing I could come up with was, uh, uh, Wide Prairie by Linda McCartney. Yeah. That's, there is I'm a, not getting the feels for that one. I'm <laughs> sorry. Neither am I. There is a reissue of Kind of Blue by Miles Davis coming out. Okay. I'm not sure. They, I mean, they, they just had a, uh, a not too long ago. A reissue last year. Yeah. I think it was last year. So I don't know. I'm sure there's nothing different about it. Just a, another repressing of it. You don't uh, have it yet. Kind of blue, yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a, mo- a mono like 2013, 2014 pressing oh, okay. something like that. Yeah. Um. 
The so that, I mean that's all I came up with that week. Uh, August second, I'm sorry, August 9th, There was 109 releases coming out. Uh, River of Dreams by Billy Joel, the Translucent Gold is coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the album, but Billy, yeah. I don't know if I've got any Billy Joel now that I think about it. Uh, I'll, there's a few I'll, I'll end up getting, but I'm not. I'm, 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 not prob- a- I'm probably more apt to buy a Greatest Hits of Billy Joel. Yeah, Joel's maybe, and- but I, I think there's there's enough good songs spread out throughout his catalog to to justify some studio albums. Yeah. Um, the Black Parade is Dead by My Chemical Romance, which actually there's a Record Store Day copy that came out earlier this year. This is the, you this just is, mentioned that recently. Yeah, because I bought it on Record Store Day. Actually, that was one of the ones I had to hunt around. I found that down Toledo. Gotcha. Which uh, the Black Parade is Dead is that was the, it was the last concert of the Black Parade mm-hmm. tour. So it was like 2007. Uh, it's a fantastic concert. If you're a fan of the album, which I am, it's mm-hmm. definitely worth a buy. Uh, Skid Row is releasing their uh, self-titled album, which I'll probably find. Their original? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll that'll be, be worth a buy. That, that'd be worth Just for nostalgia purposes. Yeah, there's a couple of good songs on it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's worth it's, owning. Yeah, it's, I would say 75% of the album is pretty yeah. good. Uh, yes is releasing the BBC recordings from 1969 to 1970. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that should be, I'll, I'll check that. I'll probably stream that. I don't know if I'll buy that. And then uh, Robert, A lot of it's covers. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. They started out as a cover band. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> terrible jokes. Terrible yes. jokes. I'm here all night, kids. Yeah. Uh, we won't be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, Robert Johnson's uh, "Rambling on My Mind" is, is is being released. That'd be. I know you're a big uh, you're a big am. blues guy. So. Uh, Robert Johnson's. Top of my list. Yeah, he's, he's, he's list. definitely got some good music. Doesn't have a whole lot of music, but no. he's got, what he, he only, has. He only recorded from 1936, 1939. Yeah, and then he died. Yeah, it's only like 50 or 60 songs or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Not, I mean, well, it might be more than that. It might be like in the 70s, but still, not a lot of music. No, uh, a lot for I mean, the time there, period. there was a lot for the time period, yeah. obviously. But, uh, what, how, what, what did he die of? Do you know? I I don't. I think if memory serves, I actually think he was shot. I don't know. I Rock read about it. So when I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they've got uh, they've got some of the stuff there. Did you ever right? see the movie Crossroads with Ralph Macchio? No. Oh, you need to watch that movie. When you said Crossroads, you know what came to my mind? I, I know what came to your mind. Britney fucking yeah, Spears. No, uh, <laughs> Crossroads, it was Ralph Macchio. Um, God, what the fuck was her name? She was in a bunch of 80s movies. Okay. Um, but it came out in like 1986. He's like this like concert guitarist. Like he's college trained guitarist. Uh-huh. But he has this like obsession with trying to find um anything having to do with uh robert johnson and all that stuff okay so he meets this meets up with this old harmonica player who played on a bunch of blues albums he's in like this retirement home he says all right i'll i'll, I'll give you all the dirt but you gotta get me out of here so they breaks him out of the old old folks home and they go on this like road trip it's really good okay there's well, a lot more to it than that but what uh what what year did that come out 86 I think. oh geez so it's it's a fantastic movie uh, but yeah, that's all. That's all I had for for August ninth. Was there something you were going to add, or, or I'm just looking at Robert Johnson to see what he died of. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm going to move on to the next week. Yeah, go ahead. Because I... the next week is really short. Hundred. So August sixteenth, the week of August sixteenth, hundred and thirty five releases come out. There's only two things to note, really. Um, the silver, the silver version of Frog Stomp by Silverchair, okay. which I've got, I've got a black copy. I won't spend the money for a silver copy. Um, is but, it that much more? No. Oh well, I might buy the silver then just to be different. So, so that's coming out. I th- believe that's 
exclusively through SRC Vinyl. Okay. Which if you not if you haven't checked out the website, it's actually a really cool website. They've got a lot of exclusives and stuff that they release, um, and they've got a lot of like hard to find stuff that, uh, on there. Okay, yeah, I've I've actually been on it quite um, a bit, but so, I've never bought anything from it. So yeah, Silver Chairs, Frog Stomps coming out, and also the Yesterday soundtrack, which I haven't seen the movie yet. I've been wanting to, but I just keep. I haven't really. Had, you, I've been oh, so you, damn busy. Sorry, you said yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Oh yeah, I want to see the movie too. I, I just don't know if it's worth the movie theater visit. Well, for me, it's only five bucks to see a movie. Yeah, but if, still, if it's the time. It's you yeah, know. I know. I know. Uh, my oldest Jack, he's he was bugging me to, to see it, and he's been so damn busy this summer, and we I've had a bunch of stuff going on, so I haven't really. I don't know if I should be able to see it. I mean, I'll probably see it when it comes out digitally, but uh, but. I, it's got a really good soundtrack, obviously. Uh, so that might be worth picking up. Um, were you finding anything on him? No, I can't see anything about his death. Just I go mean, to Wikipedia. Go to the. I am on Wikipedia. Oh, well, fine then. Damn it! I'll just move on then. <laughs> it's more just like the the uh, urban myths and stuff that have gotcha. cropped up around him. Gotcha. Well, there's a lot of those. Yeah, we could probably do a whole episode on those, but uh, so well, just on Robert Johnson. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, August 23rd, there's 86 releases coming out. Uh, there, like, once again, there's only two things I really saw. Uh, America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube. Uh-huh. And uh, it's the and the translucent blue and gold swirl version of Monolith by Kansas. I, all my Kansas, except for the their last album that just came out in 2016, was all original pressings. So I don't know if I would... I don't have Monolith. It's a good album but it's a good album by standards of other albums it's yeah. not a good kansas album yeah you know it's kind of like the beginning of their 80s stage yeah. but there's a lot of good tracks on it i definitely want to get it but if i get that one new then i'm gonna have to go back and buy all the other ones you don't have to it's I not a law no but <laughs> i know for my for your ocd purposes yeah uh i kind of like the the swirl albums mm-hmm. i've got uh, i was just listening to uh, Razorblade Suitcase uh-huh. today, because um, yeah, the one I have is the 20th anniversary edition. It's a black and white swirl. It looks really sweet, but I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, when it comes to like these swirl albums, they're almost kind of like fingerprints. No two are going to be exactly exactly the same. The same. You so would kinda, imagine, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's like it's like dropping paint on a spinning platter. You know, it's right. going to go wherever it goes. Um, so it's kind of cool. You can think about, you know, it's, you, there's not going to be another one like that anywhere. Yeah, that's true. So like, as far as like the design and the one I have is really, there's a really cool design to it. So, um, as far as Razorblade the suitcase. Yeah. I, mean, I might just pick up Monolith and just, you know, yeah, I think you may have talked to me and talked me into it. Yeah. I mean, but I, there for a long time, I wasn't a colored vinyl person because I'm, I'm used to back in the day, colored vinyl. It was, it was the, the cheaper version the cheaper of sh- stuff. Yeah. At least that was the perception of it. Right. And it's not, that's not the case today. No, no. And it's, it's become kind of a, it's collectible yeah. in a sense. I don't know if it always was, but it, it is now. I think it always was. Was it? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, August 30th, the week of August 30th, at least, uh, there's 86 releases that all, that week also. Uh, Bob Dylan's uh, Blood on the Tracks, mm-hmm. which they released a test pressing version on Record Store Day. Um, but this is the, the actual standard reissue album, uh, reissue of the album. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I, I seem to have come across a lot of used copies of it, so I don't know. Huh. I, mean, I don't think I've ever listened to it. 
I mean, I might know some songs on you would, it. You would, uh, he's, there's some couple of really good songs on there, a couple of really popular Dylan mm-hmm. songs on the album. Um, so, yeah, that, that's coming out uh, live and loud, which is a four LP Nirvana album. But it's a Nirvana album, so you can, you can expect it to be rather pricey. Yeah, because all their other ones are. I don't know why. I don't either. It, they're outrageously expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a double LP is like 40, 45 bucks. Yeah. I, well, well that, it's uh, size 52 at Dearborn Music. And that's, and that's a double, right? Yeah, it's double. So this is a quadruple album, so you can only imagine what that's. It'd mean. probably be ninety nine ninety nine, something like that. Um, and then Americana by the Offspring, which I might pick that up. That's a, that's yeah, a good I go album. back and forth. I was never a huge Offspring fan. Neither was I. That was a that was a good album. I mean, that's a good song, but but that's uh, that's all that's coming out. I mean, like I said, it's not a whole lot for the month of uh, the month of August, but yeah. definitely some things I'll I'll probably pick up. Yeah, of course, but. But hey, you know, I was I was good this month. This, this past I actually month. was too. That's when we talk about our pickups for this month. I'm only going to tell you what I put in my want list because I don't think I've really bought that much this month. Well, I was good. I only bought 18 records this month. I have to think about what I bought. And uh, uh, I, I I bought a few, but I can't remember if we talked about them on the last. Because I don't know. See, what I always do when I when I prepare for these episodes. Uh, when we do our music shows, I just go on Discogs mm-hmm. and I look and I sort it by date added well, to my collection. You could do, I could do I, that, but I just like yeah, no. added 136 albums on one night. Yeah, so it's very difficult to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. You know, but that's what I do. I go back and I look at what I purchased in the past four weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I do for the show. But um, I, a couple of things uh, when we taught when we did our. Um, was it was it was our vinyl episode for last month, right? right. The one where we talked about uh, the things we were really wanting to find, yeah, or like holy like, holy grails that we were looking for. for. Our, yeah, our own personal holy grails. Well, I got one, thanks to my wife. Yes, <laughs> it's a birthday present. It's it's some kind of present because it's a whole lot more money than I've ever spent on a record. But yeah. it, it was uh, it's slowly going the way of the buffalo. It's a it's a it's by MXPX. It's it was only released in 1998. Um, I don't know how many pressings. I mean, it's, it's late 90s, so there probably wasn't a whole lot Not of pressings lot. of it. It was very limited, I'd imagine. <clears throat> and she actually got this copy from Japan. Okay. So if you go back to our last vinyl episode, you can look, you can listen. I talk about how much it's listed for on Discogs, and that's the one she bought. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in how much you paid for it. But it was, uh, <clears throat> let, 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 I'll just put it this way. It's almost double what I paid for my most expensive album so far. But, uh, so, but it's, it's a great album. Uh, I, of course, I listened to it the first day. I, I you know, the I opened it up and listened to it right there, mm-hmm. and uh, it plays great. I wanted to make sure, especially coming from Japan, that that was fine. Right. But everything was, it sounds great. Does it? it was, it's what everything I expected it to be, obviously. But right. uh, and I'm glad I have it. Obviously, when you I'm, when you put it on the turntable, does it sound like that kind of money? <laughs> it does. <laughs> of course, it does. I'm just I'm I'm not making fun of because. There's, I'm going to spend more than that. There's yeah. a record I'm going to spend more than. Oh that yeah, because if you want roots to branches, you're definitely. I'm pay, paying two hundred at least. Well, I think the cheapest I've seen is like two fifty. Uh, it's at least, listed at least, for, at least uh, lately. Um, I'm looking at about two twenty five for a near mint one. There's one at least right now. There's one out there for two twenty five. That's actually not bad. No, not not for what I've seen it go for on Discogs. I've seen it go as high as three fifty. Yeah. Not on Discogs on Amazon. When I first found it, oh, okay. it was listed on Amazon for three hundred fifty dollars. I'm always leery about buying used 
records through Amazon, though? Well, the sellers it, there are still kind of held to the same standard that eBay sellers are. Yeah, so. but you would you would imagine that most of like the like high end sellers mm-hmm. probably aren't selling through Amazon. They're probably selling through Discogs or or eBay or eBay. Yeah, yeah typically. Um, I guess it depends on what eBay's practices have, have fluctuated a lot, and they've lost a lot of sellers because of it over the last. Well, well, years. you figure if you got a place like Discogs, which is a fantastic place right. to to buy and sell records. Why even why why try to mess around with with eBay or yeah. I guess if you put things on yeah I guess there's there are people out there that don't know Discogs even exists right right but you might know, come across that by accident go oh wow yeah you know three hundred fifty bucks I never even knew it existed I'll pay yeah, that yeah so I guess I could see why but uh, yeah D- Discogs is a great place to go I I've, I buy so much stuff from there but yeah. I've bought <laughs> I've only bought the one but I'll be buying. I've got I've got ninety five things in my want list right you now. You got more. I've I've only got like seventy some mm. in my want list. But mm. um, another thing I got this month, which is I probably wouldn't have bought it originally, um, but my my daughter's a really big fan of the show, mm-hmm. and it has a bunch of eighties great eighties songs on it. It's the uh, Stranger Things soundtrack. Yeah, what kind of songs are on it? Oh, of course you'd ask me that. <laughs> I have ninety one in my want list. Ninety one albums. And most of them, the ones that are the like, actually ninety two because for some reason I have a duplicate, but um, like the vast majority of like the ones and we've talked about them, but mm-hmm. they're all over a hundred dollars or oh, really okay. close to a gotcha. hundred dollars. Um, yeah, the Stranger Things soundtrack. It's got uh, "Every Breath You Take" by the Police on there. It's got "Should I Stay or Should I Go" by the Clash, um, "Hazy Shade of Winter." Uh, but that's the. Uh, um, not the original. Uh, it's the um, the chick version. It's the Bangles version. The Bangles yes. version. Yes, yes, yes it yes. is. Um, but uh, and that's not a really sexist. But it's, I don't know the chick version. The chick version. Uh, it's got uh, Africa by Toto on there. So mm-hmm. I, you don't mess around with Jim by Jim Croce. A okay. uh, bunch of stuff. Whip it by Devo. So uh, it's not a, it sounds like it's a pretty good. It is. It's a, and it's a double album. So there's a bunch of bunch of really good stuff on there. Uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane by Scorpions. It's something I would never have on vinyl, but I like the song. I like the song. Yeah, it's like you can't, <laughs> that would be a good forty-five purchase, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can it's a good song. It is a good song, but uh, so yeah, the the Stranger Things soundtrack was able to knock off some of those songs that, like I said, I'll never own the album mm-hmm. because I don't like the I don't like the album, don't like the artist, but I like one song by that artist. Right. So there's there's some of those on there. So it was a really good pickup. I thought I got a uh, 1980 pressing pressing of. Uh, Tommy okay. by The Who. Mm-hmm. I got uh, an original pressing of Led Zeppelin 1. Uh, I did find a used copy, a used 2016 reissue of Sublime's uh, self-titled album. I think you mentioned Led Zeppelin on your last show. Maybe I did. That's no, no, what no, I was, because no, no. I'm, I'm borderline. Because Le- I got, uh, uh, I picked up Led Zeppelin, original pressing of Led Zeppelin 3 last month. Oh. Yeah. I think I mentioned my Led Zeppelin I got, Led Zeppelin 1. I got a new 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 press. Yeah, okay. Which I still uh, haven't fucking listened to. No. No. Which one? The Led Zeppelin Led one. Was, yeah, I figured oh, yeah. I, I, since I was grabbing a Led Zeppelin, I just started the first and gotcha. worked my way up. Yeah, so. I, I I listened to I listened to the original pressing. I got it. Sounds great. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's nice and old. It's got it's still got great sound to it. Oh, of course. I I really like putting on old albums. As you know, I, we may have mentioned it on the show before, but everything that's pressed now is 180 gram. And those old albums are thin. 
and they yeah. they they just feel different. There's so there's a different feel to them. But what I was kind of surprised by uh, with that Zeppelin one, I mean, obviously the album's fifty years old this year. Um, yeah. There's no there's very little background noise to it. Yeah. Very little. Oh, of, the, of the, the static album, sound. Oh yeah, if you keep an album clean, great. if you keep yeah. them clean, they don't. I mean, but don't, I, it, it doesn't look like this thing was hardly ever played. Right. Because you know, an album after fifty plays or so, it starts having a little wear to it. But there's really none to this mm-hmm. album, so. Um, I did manage to find Energy by Operation Ivy. It's an album that you and I, when we went on our, our tour of local record stores earlier this year, it was an album that I saw up on the wall, and I was like, oh, yeah, I should buy that. And I was like, ah, do I really want to pay 25 bucks for it? Nah, well, already, you'd already spent already quite spent a bit a, of money. a lot of money that day on vinyl already. I think you so bought like 15 albums that day. It was a lot. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll buy that next time. And then I never fucking saw it again. Right. So I end up finding it used at Dearborn Music on a random Sunday. They didn't have it in their video or nothing. Because every Saturday night, uh, Dearborn Music here in, in Michigan, they put out a video of all their used uh, vinyl that's going to be available the next day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't in their video. I just went there just to – I don't even think I went there for anything in particular. I just went there to flip through the vinyl. And I came across that, and I was like, holy shit. But this is a uh, – it's not the same pressing that I saw earlier this year this is a that was a 2015 pressing and this is a 2010 pressing i got but uh so yeah i was definitely happy to pick that up uh i picked up i found a uh it's a 2005 pressing of uh die die my darling mm. and what's really interesting it's by by the misfits if you don't know and uh what's really interesting about this pressing is it's it's the regular 33 and a third on one side and then and it's in a twelve inch, uh-huh. and you flip it over, and it's forty five on the on the reverse side. I don't think I've ever seen an album that's that's set up like that, where it's dual speed. Mm-hmm. Not not on one album, but I up until very recently, I didn't know, I did not know that they made forty five twelve inch forty five. Yeah, twelve inch forty fives. Yeah, I thought not, it was all. I think know, I, I think I've got inch. another twelve inch forty five, mm-hmm. um, and then I also picked up. Um, the 2013 Record Store Day reissue of Benefit by Jethro Tull. Mm-hmm. I picked up uh, the Translucent Red 2018 pressing of Pyromania, which I already had. I already had an original pressing of it, right. um, but I kind of wanted a. It's probably my favorite Def Leppard album, so I wanted to get a, a newer, a newer copy of it. And I like the Translucent tra- uh, Translucent Red. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it looks just looks it looks cool, um, and it sounds awesome. I picked up the uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. Uh, what else did I get? Oh, I picked up The Endless River and A Momentary Relapse of Reason by Pink Floyd. Momentary Relapse? Huh? It sounded like you said Momentary Relapse. No, Momentary Lapse of Reason. Yeah. Um, and, what, uh, and they're both really good albums. I was really kind of hesitant to buy The Endless River because there's, there's only one song on the album that has words to it. And I didn't know this, I didn't, and I didn't know this till just recently, um, probably within the last couple of months, is after Roger Waters left Pink Floyd, after the final cut, mm-hmm. um, it's actually, um, do you know who wrote most of their music, most of their songs after that? It wasn't a group effort? I thought it kind of was. No, lyrically. Do you know who wrote the the lyrics for a lot of their songs? Uh, wasn't it the drummer? No. No, I have no idea then. No, it was David Gilmore's girlfriend. She wrote most of the lyrics for the Pink Floyd albums. Huh. Okay. 
Yeah, I, which I didn't even That's, like. And I started noticing that. Um, obviously, they only have, what, three albums. Momentary Laughs of Reason, Division Bell, and Endless River. Which Endless River doesn't even have any lyrics except for one, one the very song. La, the very last song, in the, and it's a great song. Mm-hmm. It's a it's probably one of their best post-water songs. Okay. It's a fantastic song. The whole album. I, I like Learning to Fly. Off of, it I mean, is. That's, that's a good that's song. A good song. Off of Momentary Laughs of Reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I was really surprised at how well The Endless River is. And it was, uh, it was uh, originally the, the, a, a lot of the, well, all the keyboard on it was, or piano, was recorded when they were recording uh, Division Bell. Mm-hmm. It was from the Division Bell sessions. Right. And then uh, after Richard Wright dies in, what, 2008? I, yeah, it was. So I think it was 2008. And, 20, and then, what, 20, when did The Endless River come out? 2015? Somewhere around there, twenty fourteen. So they, it was recorded a couple of years after after he 15 died. Fifteen or sixteen, yeah. actually, I think. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was that. Oh well, I know they they reissued a lot of their stuff in twenty sixteen. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, the, the what what was really cool is those two albums make it. What uh, I, I'm down to only two Pink Floyd albums I don't have, mm-hmm. which is more. So there's the soundtrack to more, which I want to get. I've listened to uh, last week. Mm-hmm. It's actually a lot better than I thought it was. Oh really? Um, I don't have that, and I don't have Delicate Sound of Thunder, which is a live album. Right. I remember when that came out, though. It was big shit. Oh, Delicate Sound of yeah, Thunder? Yeah. At least in my household, it was big shit. Well, yeah, because it came out after Momentary Lapse of Reason. Yeah, yeah. It was kind it was of, the, that was that tour. It was that tour, yeah. yeah. Was there anything, so, I mean, but that's all I picked up. For I can't remember if, if I've mentioned any of the ones that I, I picked up. Um, in fact, I know I did. I don't think I really picked anything up this month. No, no. I mean, I put a bunch. Like I said, I put a bunch of stuff in my uh, want list on Discogs. Um, a lot of uh, singles, actually. We were talking about. We were talking about it before the show started. Yeah, which is something that I mean, I need to look at more um, because there are some Pink Floyd forty fives I want to get. Right, and I never really look at forty fives. I, I only get them if it's songs that I don't already have on vinyl yeah. specifically. Um, like the B sides might be an unreleased track or something. Um, yeah. And there's another one I forgot to mention. Um, it's not. It's not Jethro Tull. It's uh, the 12 inch 45 uh, to Hey Stupid. Oh, okay. Scoopers, hey Stupid. It's a 12 inch 45. 12 inch because it's got uh, it rained all night. Okay, which is a really good song. And and that's kind of the thing that I I kind of really forgot about. I mean, I don't know when when growing up 45s weren't really popular. No, not really. They, I mean they. they I don't even think they're that popular now. Really, they're just kind of a a niche thing. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying though is is they were they were 45s were never something that was in my in my musical sphere. Right. Really, um, it was all 12 inch. So I never really paid attention to it. But there's like there's a lot of like unreleased music uh-huh. that's only available on 45. Right, right, and that's and that's kind of what I was finding, and um, specifically, uh, well, there's. And I I can't say this isn't on CD, but the Decemberist, um, it's a a five part single song. Okay, it's like twenty minutes long. It's called the Tain. That's I I put that in my list. Okay, um, I, I, that's available for streaming, so I listened to it. It's okay, really good. Um, and then I put a bunch of Jethro Tull in there. Uh, well, not a bunch. Um, Lap of Luxury from '84 is a twelve inch. It's got. Three songs that, that I I don't have on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she was a dancer. That's a seven inch. It's got one song, the B side, that I don't have. And this is not love. It's a twelve inch. It's got one song, but it, it's not available in the seven inch. Yeah. So it, it is, but the seven inch doesn't have that song mm-hmm. on it. Um, 
And I also put in uh, uh, Tull's Live at the Hammersmith 84, which I didn't know was released on vinyl. Well, yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying is there's a, there's a lot of stuff that that maybe maybe you you want to get on vinyl on like a 12 inch, but the 12 inch is either you can't find, mm-hmm. or it's so ridiculously expensive you don't want to pay that kind of money for. And there are, sometimes you can actually find some of the songs on 45s, right. and you can get 45s. For relatively cheap, I mean, yeah, these are all like five, six bucks. Four, I mean, there, say five bucks. That's the there's a couple of forty fives that I've looked at and want to get eventually that run in the twenty to twenty five dollar range, but that's, I mean, that's kind of rare. I mean, you can get a lot of a lot of really good forty fives for under ten bucks mm-hmm. on Discogs. Yeah, and that's these are just the CDs had these songs on it, yeah, but the vinyls the vinyl did not yeah. because of the you know shorter spacing. spacing. Yeah. So even in 1984, when CD was kind of still in its relative infancy, um, Under Wraps comes out. The CD has 15 tracks on it, mm-hmm. and the album, the vinyl album, only has 11. Yeah. So Oops, sorry. You know. So I'm and, and being a child of vinyl, but not a Tall fan at the time, or at least that much of a Tall fan. I always just grew up with the CD version of it. Yeah. So it was. It's kind of jarring to not have those songs available when I listen to it. And now I can. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there for a long time, like when we first started hanging out, I don't. You didn't have a record player, did you? No, my record player was long gone by then. But you had you had Jethro Tull vinyl. Yeah, I had all my dad's vinyl. Yeah. I wouldn't let my mom throw that out, but <laughs> um, as much as she probably wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but she threw away all my other vinyl. Well, yeah. most of which I got from her, which is really you know fucked up well my, my parents threw all mine out yeah. when, they, when they moved back in 2007 yeah. but uh i don't know it and a lot of that well i would say a lot, well yeah probably a lot of it maybe half or a little more than half of my the vinyl i had back in the day was all stuff for my parents right which i mean a, a lot of it i don't know today i probably wouldn't listen to a whole i mean i and I got a DeVita by Iron Butterfly. I probably wouldn't buy today, but yeah. I had that and had some other stuff that I had that too. Um, I had my mom's uh, Neil Diamond albums and things like that. Yeah. That's like uh, you had Class Clown by George Carlin. I remember that. Actually, you know what? I saw that used. Yeah, they. Had, I think they added a Dearborn. A Dearborn, music. not too yeah. long. Ago. I bought um, Toledo window something, window pot or something. I don't know. Toledo window frame. I don't know. It's it's. It came out either right before or right after Class Clown. Mm-hmm. It's not as good, but I saw it. It was six bucks at Dearborn Music. I okay. picked it up. This was a bit while ago, but I have that because Carlin's my favorite yeah. comedian of all I, time. I had my mom. My, oh, my mom had a. She really liked. Um, God, what was the uh, Uriah Heap? I don't think I've ever even fucking listened to him. She had a lot of their music. Their, and, their music's okay. I I found out about him because Ian Anderson played on one of their songs on a live concert. Oh, really? He, yeah. I don't know if they were. They weren't touring together, but he happened to be there, and they brought him out to play on a couple songs. Okay. And they recorded the shows. Oh, really? Yeah. So on video and, on, well, obviously video, on audio, but it's on video and everything. And well, that's cool. Yeah. What year was that? Oh, that would have been 2006. Oh, so it was, it was recent then. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't, I mean, well, 2006 wasn't that recent ago. I mean, it was I mean, th- 13, 13 years. 13 years. I mean, well, it, it us, recent. I guess, that's recent, but, to, you know. The millennial crowd. The, the, some, a lot of the people we work with, you say thirteen years. Are like, I was fucking in diapers back then. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't remind us. 2006, yeah, some of them were in diapers probably, it seems yeah. like. Well, I wouldn't say that. No, but, but they were they were, they were, they were in grade in, school uh, at the very Elementary least. school at yes. least. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't that long ago. That's how I kind of found out about Uriah Heap, and I've listened to their music subsequently, and it's it's not bad if no. you like that kind of music. It's somewhere but, between, say, um, Blue Oyster Cult and... In Kansas, maybe somewhere in that range. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in between there. It's a interesting range. But yeah, it's I don't know for what it's worth. Their their music's not bad. You lose you lose me when you say Blue Oyster Cult, but right. Well, Blue Oyster Cult had some good songs too. Very few. Yeah, they had some good songs. Okay. Not maybe not enough to justify buying their albums no. on vinyl, but you know. I mean, don't fear the reaper. Obviously, is that's a great song. That's their that and that's their bread and butter. They, they've lived burning their for you off of that. and Godzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about burning for you. Yeah, and Godzilla. That's yeah. another. Okay, so I guess they got more. They got they got a, a few. A, a few. few. <laughs> they got a few. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I don't know. I I bought a lot of vinyl the month before, so I tried to not yeah. buy as much this month. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't actually think I bought any vinyl this month. Yeah. I really am. I worked a lot this month, though. So we, we both did. Yeah, so I, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. And I'd say yeah. probably a bulk of what I of of the eighteen records I bought, I probably yeah. bought the ten, only, ten of them on one day. The only so, thing I, mean, I can think of that I may have bought this month would have been I don't know if I mentioned on the last show was the Rankin Turs. Oh no, because I was gonna put that on my list, but I figured you'd talk about that. Oh okay. So I guess you did um, get that. Was that help us uh, help uh, a stranger? Help me stranger. Help, help me stranger. That's what it yeah, is. Um, Which I haven't listened to it yet, but oh, uh, it's so good. Is it? Yeah, I just couldn't remember if I bought it this month or last month. No, that was definitely yeah. That the was July. Definitely okay, yeah, that was in um, July. No, I picked up something else too, with it. I didn't buy just that. I never buy just one fucking record. I don't remember what it was. It'll, it'll come to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've never bought just one album. Yeah, uh, it doesn't happen. No. Well. Oh, uh, American Idiot. I picked up American Idiot, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I, I, I could probably go back on Facebook and tell you exactly what day that was because I posted it on Facebook. Yeah, I remember that now, now that oh. you mention it. Yeah, there was uh, American Idiot's one of those albums that's, it's, it, you definitely have to have on vinyl. It's such a fantastic album. You just album. have to listen. To it. It's, you, whether you don't listen, whether you don't have vinyl or not, you need to listen to that fucking record. Yeah, it's it's a, it's probably the last, it's probably the last great, Brock album, um, or one of the. Le- I mean, we'll say it, oh no, I I would probably. I don't know. I I mean, you got the Greta Van Fleet stuff that's come out, and this Rank and Tours album. But I'm talking I'm not about I'm, it was I, I, really I, fucking good. Yeah, the Greta Van Fleet stuff's really good. I'm talking about like in the stratosphere, like all time great albums. That's that's kind of what I'm talking about when I say the last great rock album. You know, a hundred years from now, people will probably still be listening to American Idiot. Yeah, I, I maybe having the the um, the musical might might assist that in some way. Have you ever maybe. listened to the cast recording? I haven't. It's, I don't like it. No, but that's just. I mean, you're not. When, when that album came out, it did not leave my CD player for like three months. Yeah, that was that was probably the same. I way. mean, it was in my fucking car for three months. That came I, out in two thousand three. Uh, four. Two thousand four. So at least I had a CD player yeah. at that time. Um, it, well, I had a CD in my car and. See a player in my car, and I and I'm, I'm not shitting you. It did not come out of my fucking player. Oh yeah, I bought them on July twelfth. 
Yeah, I knew it was in July. Or July 11th. So. Yeah, because Help Me Stranger, like I said, I was going to put it on my list, yeah. but I figured you were going to talk about it. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that didn't come out of my fucking CD player for at least two months. That was, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic album. Um, so rightfully so. But uh, anyway, I'll... We'll move on. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know. There's nothing else I can really talk yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a light month for me, for sure. So I spent, obviously, I spent about $45 on records this yeah. month. Um, I won't tell you what I spent on, on other things, but I, you know. Uh, when I go to the record store on Sunday, this this Sunday, I'll probably spend more than that. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what I find. I haven't decided if I want to go with you yet. Oh. I'm kind of waiting to see what the, the used stuff is, but. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. but like I said, but, I but, but like, but like, I found that uh, with that um, with the Operation Ivy album, that, that wasn't even in their video. I was just strolling through and found right. that. So mm-hmm. um, it's on their their big picture. I don't know if you saw it on their website. There's a a big picture with all their. I'll, I'll pull it up again. I was oh, because because they got another copy of it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, I saw that last week that they had another yeah, copy yeah, yeah. of Operation okay. Ivy. Because Mandy actually tagged me in that in their post in their video. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Hey, do you have this?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I found it there a couple weeks back." Because mm. she knew I was looking for it. All. Oh, well, I talked about it in our last uh, in, the, yeah, in the podcast mm-hmm. episode or or our vinyl episode last month. So, yep. mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, so this this vinyl revival thing has been going on for about eleven years now, eleven or twelve yeah, years. I'd say that's a fair. So we're we're kind of at the point now where I'm like, okay, with all this growth that seen, is there a way or is vinyl able to regain a sizable share of the market? And I mean, right off the right off the top of your head, you know, I want to say no. Obviously, it's 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 definitely never going to return to the days where vinyl was was yeah. it. But as far as it's 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 been able to take enough of the physical media sales to um at least justify itself yeah as as a as a substantial and viable um product it no it never will hit its peak no but i think it will surpass and has been on a yearly basis surpassing expectations yeah. i think it will continue for a while i think record companies want to see it come back at least in the physical in the physical realm I I can pretty much guarantee they would rather have sales of vinyl be head and shoulders above CD sales because there's they're making a lot more money off of vinyl I think than they are CD. But then again, there's a lot less overhead in CD in a CD production. So I don't know. It really I guess it really depends on 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 what their share of of the the sale is. I think it's just nice that they're getting physical sales again, too. To yeah, to to the level obviously right because CDs were were dropping off and vinyls already surpassed what CDs are, were yeah so we're at their lowest obviously but they're it's vinyl is is it, it is the the physical media top seller as far as physical media goes I, I think it's gone I think it's like neck and neck it's right there with because I've seen some sources that say vinyl is still ahead of I'm mean, sorry that uh, the CDs are actually still ahead of vinyl. I read an I've article that said so, that vinyl production had surpassed CD production. But that's production. In, well, true, but if what's being produced has to be being has to but, be sold. But what I'm saying though is the numbers I've seen are pretty close to each other. 
Okay. So uh, plus or minus either way. Yeah, but it, it's it's there and it's both right. right. It, they're they're both ne- it's neck and neck. I would say that if you if you want to go back and we've touched on this topic before, if you want to go back and listen to us talk about the vinyl revival, mm. that was episode thirty nine. Okay. If you want to go back and listen to that. I don't want to get into the too much of the of the revival, revival issue, side of it. Just but, where uh, is it now? Yeah. But if you look at so according to International Federation of the Phonographic Industry, I had to get that right. I didn't know that even existed. But apparently uh, 2018 marked the 13th consecutive year that global revenue has increased in the vinyl industry. Okay. And and vinyl as of now, as of this year, um, vinyl is 3.6% of the total recorded music market. What is CD? I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. I'm sure CD is probably more than that. I don't know. Cause you have to look at it from a perspective of people who are buying vinyl mm-hmm. are probably still streaming for the, the vast majority of them. Yeah. So it depends on where I'm at because they're not typically not going to buy the vinyl and the CD. So if they're buying Correct. the vinyl, they're going to be streaming. Most likely. Whereas people who aren't buying vinyl mm. are probably streaming yeah, and not buying the CD. Because there's no, you don't get the same, there's no draw for the CD. Correct. People who are buying CDs are just people who've always bought CDs. It's, and, it, and that's, I would assume, is a, small, is a, is a shrinking market. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it. It has shrunk. It has. So, I don't know. It just seems to me like vinyl is still... It's growing despite there being streaming services available. Yeah. So I just don't see where the CDs fall in there. Now, I would assume that eventually CDs will get kind of squeezed out of the yeah, market. Yeah, I, I really do think because, so. Because if you think about it, if you at least for a lot of records you buy, and it's starting to be fewer and fewer, but there for a long time, the standard was you'd buy a record and have a download card in it. Right. That's not really the case anymore. No. They've kind of gone and, away from that. And quite honestly, if you are subscribing to a mu- to a streaming site, you don't really need that download card I've, anyway. I've never used any of those download and cards. Quite, and you can still you can digitize your records. Yeah. So if it really boils down to it and you really want to have a digital copy yeah. of it, you can make your own. Yeah. There's actually one in particular that I bought on Record Store Day. It's a very rare album. Mm. I've actually held off on listening to it yeah. because I want to record it the first time I play it. Right. Which I need to get that done because I want to <laughs> listen. I want to listen to it. I've thought yeah. about it a couple of times. But it's always something else that comes up. But right. um, so anyway, the the week ending April eighteenth, twenty nineteen, vinyl sales in the U.S. were up one hundred ninety three percent year on year, from two hundred and two hundred eighty two thousand to to eight hundred and twenty seven thousand units sold. Wow! So I mean, that's that's a big number. But yeah. you, but you figure there's. I and you many. bought half of those. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. Yeah. But I was trying to say, I had somewhere in my notes how many records were actually produced last year, and I don't see it. Damn it. Maybe I just read it and didn't actually type it down. But anyway, so... You well, know, it have to be in the millions, obviously. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the other thing is when you look at that, when you look at that 3.6%, share mm-hmm. that number could really be underestimated because you figure many of the small record stores don't report units sold um so the the ifpi has to rely on estimates is, or is, what's being shipped from the warehouses well but that's not but they're they're going on sales they're not 
looking at the production side of it. Okay. They're looking at strictly 3.6% of sales. Okay. Um, and also the, so the, those numbers also don't include any secondhand sales, which potentially could be an incredibly large number. Right. Cause we see it all the time. Yeah. We see it every Sunday. Yeah. That, and I've, I've, I bought secondhand stuff from eBay and things like right. that. None of that's going to be, going to be listed. Um, units sold from a band's website or their, their a booth during their concert. Now that stuff's counted into that 3.6%. So that 3.6%, even though you could look at that, and I don't know the CD number, but let's just, for instance, say the CD number is 9 uh-huh. or 9.5%. That 3.6% of vinyl could yeah. potentially be 8%, 9%. Right. With all the other things that I, that I said you aren't being listed. into it, right. And the what's recorded is obviously going up on an annual basis. And in vinyl sales and CD sales are slowly but surely dwindling yeah. down. So that that line is going to cross and and eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, the, the, I did have it written on it. So apparently the uh, there's five pressing plants across the globe that are responsible for half of the estimated 160 million units produced last year. Wow. And and obviously you can look at that, the demand. I mean, it's been increasing over the last decade or so. You know, you, it, until 12 to 18 months ago, there was a three to five month wait on vinyl to be pressed. Right. And there still is a, well, a wait. No, it's not I mean, as bad. It's not. It, at this point, you're looking at as little as six weeks, depending right. on the number but, of units pressed. But it's not like in the old days where you could have, you could record an album in, say, two months. And have it out a month and a half later. No. Now you have to plan. You have yeah. to pre-book getting your album slotted in and within that six-week yeah. period. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. But that's also why you've seen a shift from major labels to start processing their own vinyl again, again for right. the first time in, and it's, in 30 and or 40 years. it shows years. The, 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 the genius of Jack White pressing his own stuff. Oh, of course. Because oh he's uh, got he's got to be making money hand over fist. Right. Well, he owns his own company, his own label. He has his own pressing plant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's really he he got in on the ground floor of of a, of a very lucrative music industry. But I was really surprised to hear that. So he's got a pressing plant at Third Man Records in Detroit, mm-hmm. but Third Man Records in Nashville doesn't have a pressing plant there. Which I'd be I'm really kind of surprised. That's, well, that's where he does his recording at. I was always under the impression in that's where the recording studio was, and he did the pressing here. Yeah, but you would think Nashville, it's Music City, there's got to be a lot of like underserved artists. Yeah, to, but he's it, we've been you, there. We see what he what he has available. It's, I mean, it's it, there are it's primarily local artists. A lot of them, and I don't know if there's really. It's local artists that are kind of in a group, like a blues rock kind of group. Yeah. Whereas Nashville is going to have a lot of country. It I does. know I know they record a lot of other stuff. A lot of bands uh, and artists record in Nashville. But to that to be that kind of niche. Yeah. I don't know if he would really have Maybe. the options, you know. But I guess the other thing is you can really Plus you, he's a Detroit guy. He's going to support the Detroit band. Of course, of course. But you can also I guess you can record and have your stuff pressed anywhere really. I mean, but Theoretically, you yeah. cuz I mean, if so if you're an artist and you want to get your vinyl if you want to get your stuff pressed on vinyl, you can go on Third Man's website and you can order your stuff through their website. Really? You, yeah, you can go on there and place an order for your vinyl. Hmm. 
I don't know. But uh, I did find kind of along those lines, excuse me, um, would you have any idea what the top 10 selling albums, vinyl albums of 2018 were? Top 10 selling albums of 2018. Just uh, just throw some out there and I'll tell you if they're in there. Okay. Um, let's see. Something by Beyonce. No. Okay. Was The Stars Born? Did that come out in 2018? No. Okay. 2017. I the think. soundtrack to Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, no. Really? Okay. Was that at least in the top 20? I don't know. All I got was the top 10. Okay. I can't really think of much that came out last year, to be honest with you. Because you're going to be kind of surprised. And this is kind of what I'm getting to, is a lot of it is older music. Okay, like so, reissues and So there's a lot of reissues. Mm-hmm. So number one, number one's not a reissue, but it was uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino by Arctic Monkeys. Okay. was number one. The uh, cast recording of The Greatest Showman was number two. Okay. But once you get past there, you've got... Rumors by Fleetwood Mac was number three. Queen's Greatest Hits was number four. That was as a result of Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. okay. Dark Side of the Moon was five. So right there, uh, George Ezra, George Ezra uh, staying at Tamara's. I've never even heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Well, that was number six. Number seven was Nevermind by Nirvana. Oh. Eight was What's a Story, Morning Glory by Oasis. Uh, nine was Legacy by Bowie. And ten was Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. So you've got all these. So what... And that's the, kind of what I'm getting at is once you get all the stuff reissued, what's going to be pressing going forward? Or they, I mean, it's just. Well, I think once once people start getting a catalog and once they start getting a collection, then from there they go to what they like that's new. Yeah. You but, know? but what I'm saying is once the, once everyone kind of buys this back catalog. Where's the growth going to be? Well, Where's the growth in the market? I don't think that'll market? ever end because you're always going to have people who, you're, you're always going to have that younger generation. It may be a smaller number every generation, but you're always going to have those kids that grow up and you know go off to college and they get, ex- they get exposure to music they never heard before and they're yeah. going to buy rumors because they've never heard it before. Yeah. You know, because they're, these kids, their parents grew up on new kids on the fucking block they wouldn't know what Fleetwood Mac was, you know. My wife grew up on New Kids I on the know, Block. She I was knows using, who Fleetwood Mac is. But. I, right, but would she have exposed the kids to it if you didn't, is my point. Probably not. Beyond maybe if it was on the radio or something. Probably not. I mean, I, I think I've probably had more of a music impact on my kids than my wife has, but so, she would probably argue that. Well, I, well, I, I think I think on a, it's, I guess it's different kinds of music. Different, we, different, yeah. Because she probably, I'm she's obviously introduced them to more pop music and things like that. And not saying that pop, there's something anything wrong with pop music. No. I mean, some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Hey, I'll raise my hand as the guy in the room that has Justin Bieber on vinyl. I'm just you're you're, you're, you're damn right. You're the only guy who's in the room that <laughs> raised your hand about that. I and, sure as fucking. And, and to, I'll, I'll go to my grave saying it's a good album. But anyway, um, so I. So we, I guess we've both had uh, varying our, influences. Varying, varying influences, but but my point is, is that if you say you're, you know, you're talking about kids who are not necessarily in our age group, but closer to it, they may have, they themselves may have been exposed to older music, but most likely they grew up with stuff that we listened to in the in, in the '90s and early 2000s, yeah. which, for better or worse, is not. It is what it is. 
So the, their kids might go off, like I said, might go off to college and run into somebody who grew up with a dad like you who has a record collection. And, you know, they're going to say, oh, man, that that's pretty good. Yeah. They're going to grab that that copy of Rumors or Dark Side of the Moon or mm-hmm. whatever. And they're going to, you know. Sp- speaking of Dark Side real quick, I will tell you, my, my, my daughter laughs at me when we go to the store. If we're, like, walking through, we did, I, I did this just last week or week before with her. We were walking through Walmart. Right, uh-huh. and uh, first off, I never I don't shop at Walmart very often, but I didn't, yeah, I don't I, I didn't even know they sold vinyl there. So I'm walking by, and I was like, "Mine oh. doesn't." No one like, that's by me like, doesn't. I was like, "Oh, they got vinyl here." So I'm like flipping through the vinyl, and I was like, "Okay." I pulled out every copy of Dark Side of the Moon and said all the way across the front. I was like, "Nothing can sit in front of Dark Side of the Moon." She thinks it's really fine because I do that when we go to well, if I go to um, uh, Best Buy or something like that. I always pull Dark Side out and put it at the very front, but whatever. Eh, well. That's your thing. I I, 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 I I disagree. Not Ian. Ian not doesn't. Vocally. Ian doesn't see the brilliance of Dark Side of the Moon. I'm just gonna say that. I see it as an alright album. I just don't That's, see it. I think it's overrated as this this brilliant masterpiece that you talked about. Yeah. I'd be hard yeah. pressed to think of anything that's better. Like, yeah. I, like if I to you. if I had to pick like a top definitely top five albums of all time, it would definitely be in there. Yeah. See, it wouldn't even be in a top twenty for me. Yeah. So. So. I don't know. But anyway, the the top ten of last year, surprisingly enough, I've only got four of them. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any of them. I don't think. Really? You don't have. You don't. Oh, have... I've never mind. I've never mind. Uh... You don't have rumors. Nope. Really? Yep. I go back and forth on it because I'm not a huge Fleetwood Mac uh, fan. Uh, to be I, honest with you, I picked it up like four or five different times. Like yeah, I have to too. buy it, and I yeah. always put it back. I'm pretty sure I got a copy of it now, though. Yeah, I I do the same thing. I've done the same thing with their first the uh, the first Fleetwood Mac, the self titled Fleetwood Mac, which yeah. is obviously not the first Fleetwood Mac album, but it's no. the first one with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey yeah. Buckingham. That that era of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and I go back and forth. I picked them up, I put them down. I always end up not getting them. I just don't know if I'm ever going to listen to them. That's you know, it would be nice to have them, but I want to have them if I'm going to listen to yeah. them. You know? If I'm going to listen to a Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac album, it's probably going to be Rumors. I mean, it's a it's a fantastic it, album. Rumors is the better of the two, for sure. Um, I like Tango in the Night yeah, as well, which is, is 87. You know, and doesn't have Lindsay, Lindsay Buckingham on it, but it's got Steve, some good Stevie Nicks tracks yeah. on it. All coked up, but you know. No, nah, not by 87. She was, no? she was pretty cleaned up by then. No. I thought it was um, like late... Late 80s when she... No, she was mid-80s, early 80s. Oh, okay. Pretty much when her solo albums came out, she was in the process of cleaning up. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, and then, and like, looking forward past vinyl, it's like... So, this episode was going to be about vinyl kind of regaining that, that market right. share. And I started reading more articles about it, and I found this article about the environmental impact of, of of vinyl. And I never really thought about all the things that go into it. Right. And uh in all the hazards and the chemicals and everything else cuz you really think about it record production really hasn't changed in the past almost 100 years you'd say since the uh, 30s. We'll say since the 40s or 50s. I, really? I, yeah, cuz back in the day they they didn't even press them. They just you had a, a vinyl plate and you were, it was all live. That's that's how the Robert Johnson stuff yeah. was recorded. It was it was etched, it was cut as yeah. as they were playing it, and then that okay. Was, but still, forties, fifties. It's still been a long time since there's right. been any kind of uh, substantial change. And if if you want to go back and hear more of the uh, of like the record 
the record making process. I'm not going to really get into to that. Uh, if, if you want to listen more about that, go check out uh, episode 65 of Life in General. We went, I went through the whole process, right. and, and you can watch it on YouTube. Actually, yeah. you can actually see see the process. But we actually, I actually like broke down the entire process. That's where we talked about HD vinyl, uh-huh. and uh, and but you know, the other thing is, I was reading the article. I guess PVC is is banned by a large percentage of European countries. So you can't even press vinyl. You can't even get the 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 polyvinyl chloride in those countries. Hmm. So as that, as, well, because I guess potentially it's a carcinogen. Everything's a fucking carcinogen. I know that. But, Wood smoke is a carcinogen. So, um, but and, and could could that ban eventually spread across to the U.S. Not with the environmentally minded people we've got running our country. Okay, I'm not saying right now. <laughs> I'm not saying right now. But uh, you know, if if something like that were to happen, what do we do? Uh, I don't think it'll ever get to that point because there's always ways to improve the the setup. I think it's due for a slight revolution. I actually I suspect at some point, maybe in the near future, maybe slightly farther down the line, I think they're going to find ways to. Um be able to improve on the vinyl concept Mm -hmm. whether it be being able to uh fit more on an album or just probably just in terms of capacity i think that's one thing but also in in the processing i think they're going to find ways to to simplify the system Mm -hmm. which can cut out a lot of that problem you know using recycled materials would be a good start to i mean without Obviously, without hamper, uh, hindering the quality. Yeah, because that's kind of what I. There's a lot of companies out there that have tried to do one thing or another, but it always comes back to sound quality. If you can't, if you can't produce an album mm-hmm. that sounds like a standard PVC album, mm-hmm. no, you're not. It's it's not going to sell. Right. Um, there is a Dutch company called uh, Simcon, who has produced. They I don't think they've re- released anything, but they've trademarked what they're calling green vinyl, and it's a it's a non PVC that uh, it doesn't use the harmful or toxic chemicals that are typically used in the record making process. Um, and and Simcon says that their new product uses sixty percent less energy to produce the the vinyl and costs twenty five percent less to make. Okay, but. It all comes back to sound, and that's the thing. Is right, what's, right. What's it going to sound like? Yeah, I mean, if the it's not going to do anyone any good if no one's willing to buy it. Yeah, and and you know, just because something sounds good like that doesn't necessarily mean that it will. And if it doesn't, it's just going to. It could, you know, if you switch over too fast, you can kill the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, people just live off of what they've got, and. You know, there was, we've kind of gone through that period before. Mm -hmm. If you were strictly a vinyl person and you had no interest in buying a CD player, your, your record collection stopped in 1987, essentially. Yeah. Um, benefit of the doubt, we'll say 91. Mm -hmm. So people have gone through that before. We don't want that to happen, but I really do think that there are, there are people out there thinking about these things. And I think. It's it's important that if we want this this format to survive, we have to we have to push for it. Mm-hmm. We have to put our money into it. As long as the sound quality is the same, I have no problem buying a, a, an album with recycled materials. 
I have no problem buying an album that's thinner. Yeah, and that's the other thing. They're they're the albums that they have created from the article I was reading. They they did a couple of test pressings for the the guy doing the article, and he said it 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 definitely is thinner. It's like a it's almost like a flexi disc kind of thing. Okay. At least what he, the one he had, and, and the interesting thing is it's a it's injection molded. So they're doing it's so they're injecting injection molded albums. Mm-hmm. That I mean, if you think about it, it's it's not. You could potentially prolong the use of the, of the stampers because right. there's there's less pressure because mm-hmm. it's not actually pressing the album. They're just putting it together and then injecting the the hot vinyl between them. Right. But does that fill the grooves properly? They say it does. Because I mean, we're talking microscopic grooves here to get you know, and you're 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 using air pressure. I just that to me that may there's a concern there with so with injection and things injection like that. molding albums is not new. Okay. They, they've they've done it before, but it's not a, it's not the preferred process. No, it's not. It's not. You know, but hey, like I said, there's new innovation. There's new ways of doing things. It's not it's not necessarily about maintaining the old. It's about maintaining the sound quality. And not losing the physicality mm-hmm. and and all that of the record, yeah. I don't want it to be too flimsy, but I'm okay with thinner discs for sure. Yeah, because uh, so I mean, so there's definitely some issues that SimCon has run into, which are you know these injection molded records they wear faster because like I said before, you can get about 50 plays on a record before it starts wearing. Mm-hmm. These are starting to wear about 35 plays, uh, so it's substantially less. Um, usage right. that, that they're getting the wear on, um, and the the vinyl mixture because it's not a it's not a PVC that they're using, but this vinyl mixture that uh, that's used by Simcon, it's uh, it's about ten to fifteen cents per record more. Okay, so there is higher cost involved, but they're saving, but they're on- saving it in the in the in the the rest of the record process mm-hmm. because it's injection molded. You're not using a lot of those same chemicals, um, but it's still the same kind of process, you know. I guess. I guess my concern is is that in the grand scheme, you don't want to make vinyl as disposable as CD. Yeah. Now, when CDs came out, they said that a single CD, barring any physical damage, would theoretically sound exactly the same today as it will a thousand years from now. Which it should. It should. You're not going to get that with records. No. But it's all about improving everything. Not just making it environmentally friendly, mm-hmm. but also making it better. Like I said, and expanding the, the capacity yeah. would be a good start, too. And that was the whole thing with with, with HD vinyl. Is not only were they going to increase the capacity of the album, mm-hmm. they were also increasing the 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 range of volume that you can put on, on a record. Right. And that was kind of the thing that really kind of intrigued me about, right. about what HD vinyl was doing. The, the stuff that SimCon's doing, it, it, I think it theoretically could be a great start uh-huh. for what's going forward. Okay, maybe not using PVC and, and trying to use these other processes. Injection molding, if you can get it to, to work correctly. But my thing is, is the sound. How is it going to sound? Right. Because at least with HD vinyl, they're saying, at least from their... The, the pressings that they've tested, there's no discernible difference in, in sound. Okay. 
I'm but not, there's people who say there's no discernible sound between MP3 and vinyl too. I, I think that's. I know it's, it, it's 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 factually incorrect. It, well, of course, but we live in a world where that doesn't matter. I know, I know. We live in a, a post-truth era. Yes, but so uh, one person's perception, who might someone who may have a, you know a limited ear for that, because that's just human human nature. May, to them, it may not sound any different. And, you know, there are some records I've listened to that there really isn't a huge difference between it and an MP3 And I noticed version. that between the older stuff and the newer stuff. Like, yeah. um, when you listen to an older record, because it was all analog, everything was analog back then, and, and it's an older copy, yeah, you listen to it, and it's, eh, you could argue that it's MP3 quality. But that's where the other parts of the of the experience fall into yeah. like the physicality and everything else. Um, but you're right; the sound quality cannot be sacrificed, and I would argue that even the longevity can't be sacrificed. Longevity as as in terms of of where. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I don't I mean, want. I don't want something. I, I I'm not going to pay. I don't want to pay. $30 plus for a record that you that can only listen to 50 th- times 30, 35 times well 50 times is basically what you're going to get now which, which, I, which, yeah which, but which, I mean there's I'm sure there's albums I have that I've that have been listened to more than 50 times and they well, still I'm, sound I'm good I'm not saying I'm not saying 50 times they play fine and then 51 they're total shit right. I'm saying they're starting you, you, you're starting to right. see somewhere after after 50 plays right yeah I don't know like I said it, we definitely as a as a community of, of buyers as it's important that we we do push for environmentally friendly procedures for that, sure that and something that look i mean it, 50 60 70 years from now like i said before we might you might not be able to get uh, pvc right polyvinyl chloride might be something that just is then again, un, un, unattainable then again there so, might be something better that's what i'm saying so why yeah. not why I'm glad to see other that some companies are looking outside looking, the box, looking outside the box, yeah. and seeing if there's something else that can be done. But like I said, if if there's any kind of sacrifice to the uh, to the sound of the record, though, it's it's just just not going to sell. You're not going to sell it to. I mean, even the kale eaters probably won't go out there and buy it just because it's it's right. environmental. I wonder. Friendly. I wonder if there's anything to the because I know that they're trying to start starting to make. No offense to kale eaters, but. Uh, some offense. <laughs> uh, the um, like our water bottles, plastic water bottles, are making out of plant matter. Okay. So they're more biodegradable. Okay. I wonder if there's something there that could be done with vinyl too. Okay. Because if it's pl- plastic, it's plastic. Yeah, yeah. But also, if it's biodegradable, what kind of long term longevity will the albumeal hold? That's you know? true. That's true. You know, it's I don't know, but it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting to see. Where the music industry is going, or or production side of the music industry right. is go, is going with the with the whole vinyl. I guess I guess the thing that we should call out for is let's not jam up the landfills with records again. I mean that was done thirty years ago. Let's not do that again. I, if yeah. you walk in, if you have a family member and they've got a record collection and they've died on you or whatever, fucking sell. Hopefully them. they didn't die on you. That's well, scary. <laughs> you know what I mean. They're gone. They're no longer amongst the living. Yeah. Don't just throw the records out. Yeah. The day of just throwing records out, that's that's done and over with. Take them somewhere. If you can't get anything for them, mm-hmm. just leave them. Yeah. Because someone will buy it for 50 cents. 
There was a uh, so on on one of those Facebook groups I'm uh, I'm part of. There was a guy on there that was actually talking about that recently. Not not someone dying, but he said when CDs took off, you know, in the late '80s through the early '90s, he said he threw out all of his vinyl. He said he had three or four thousand records. Right, he threw and away. a lot of people did. I mean, we've talked ourselves about how our parents threw our our vinyl out. Yeah. So there's yeah that's let's not do that again. That that's number one first start. Yeah. You know, you walk in, like I said, your kids go off to college and they're, they're not paying their bills right, or they end up in jail, sell their records. Sell, the records, yeah. <laughs> sell them, don't get rid of them, just don't, don't throw them out. And real quick before we go, there was another story on there, speaking of just leaving it, there was a guy, I don't know where this was at, it had to be somewhere where the weather wasn't really shitty, mm-hmm. but it was definitely in the U.S. Um, he came across a, a, like an abandoned house, uh-huh. and just like kind of going through or whatever, and found... Thousands and thousands of records categorized. Wow. So obviously this was someone's personal personal. This house, this house is abandoned. Yeah, I guess the guy had died a couple years earlier, and his family just let the house rot. And it's got you know ten, fifteen thousand records in this house. And he's like been going back to this. He just so like a year. He's been going back and forth to this house and pulling. As you know, if it was one of us who found that place, we, we would literally stay there until we went through the entire catalog or died trying. <laughs> we wouldn't just leave and come back. We'd be like, nope, that might not be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but you, he, like, he was posting pictures on the Facebook. On uh, the Book of Face? Yeah. Mm. Um, of the the way this house looked. I mean, there's you could tell people have been, like, living in it. They're just I'm shit everywhere. I'm surprised and, the, the homeless people didn't think to take and sell it for drug money or i don't know i don't know but uh, it was interesting i was like i couldn't believe crazy people using it now granted like a lot of the stuff he was pulling out of there i've never even fucking heard of or well if you've got if there's that many if there's over 500 records there there's a good chance a lot of it you haven't heard of yeah but uh yeah it was really cool like he and i guess he found old pictures and somehow he he found out the story of the guy that lived there uh-huh. I don't know if you'd like talk to family members or whatever it neighbors was. Neighbors or whatever. Neighbors, but I don't know. It was, it was really kind of cool. Technically, the family still owned all that stuff, so he kind of stole it from them, even if they did neglect it and leave it yeah, leave to rot. I mean, it has to be owned by somebody. Otherwise, the city would have taken it over and auctioned it off. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good so, question. Hmm. Well, I'm, I don't know. Maybe he got permission from them to take the stuff out. But Yeah, Maybe. It makes sense. If they didn't care, they didn't care. They didn't care. I, he Obviously, the way that house looked, it, it, no one had cared for quite a few years. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But it was, like, really kind of cool. Like, the 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 closets opened up, and it's, like, everything. He just posted all these pictures. Like, these cabinets had to have been specially made for these the, his record collection. Huh. It was really kind of cool. But huh. I don't know. That's all I got, Ian. Me, too. Hey, yeah. I, I, I feel I feel I've, I've made an, an, an exceptional contribution to this yes. episode of this, this episode, and I did so with zero notes. Well, I mean, this is the eighty-second episode, so you've done that for like I know I'm seventy-five episodes, at least, probably. yeah, at least. So no, no, no. There has been a couple episodes where you come with. There's yeah. probably more than there's probably more than seven episodes you've come to with notes. Well, well maybe not. All right, we'll say benefit of the doubt ten. Okay, that I've come with notes. Okay. Um, but still, the the volume of episodes that I've come without notes far outweighs <laughs> the ones I have come with, and thereby making me somewhat of an expert at maintaining a conversation for however long we've been talking. 
uh, about an hour and twenty, almost an hour and well, an hour and fifteen minutes. Or yeah, so, so a, a full length show, and for the vast majority of it, I kind of sound like I know what I'm talking about. So my wife was kind of uh, giving me a bunch of grief recently, yeah, um, about how I bully you. You bully me? Yeah, about not, about not having notes. And I'm like, well, Mandy, come on. No, no. See, you, I said, I said that's you our, give me shit. I said that's our shtick, you know? Yeah. It's like, you give me shit it's our for, bit. Yeah, you give me shit for not having notes. You don't bully me. Yeah. You're not, like, giving me wedgies or, or dunking my head in the toilet because <laughs> I didn't bring fucking notes. Purple nurples. Right. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't feel bullied. And, well, I guess there's the 21st century version of bullying, and that just means anything negative. Yeah, anything negative. But, um, I don't know if she really did say bullying, but she said I'd give you too much shit about it. Yeah, I'm used to it. In fact, if you're not giving me shit, you're probably not talking to me. I think I give everyone shit. Yeah, you like, do. Regardless. Yeah. You're, you're a bit of an asshole. So speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of nipple twisting, yeah. uh, if any if you got any questions or comments, you email us at contact at lifeandgeneralpodcast dot com. Check us on social media. It had absolutely nothing to do with nipples. No, it was I'm a terrible segue t- <laughs> done intentionally. <laughs> uh, yeah, check us out on uh, uh, Facebook and and uh, Twitter and all that, and uh, leave us a five star review on uh, on iTunes. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yes. After, after episode eighty, yeah, yeah, go back and listen to my the the end of episode eighty. You'll understand all that. Yeah. Or but, don't just keep listening. Yes. <laughs> It'll be there every time. Yes. Keep listening and leave us five star reviews. Yeah. Yes. Well, alright, Ian. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for the fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Notice, see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Notice, sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit.